This is your friendly spoiler alert from Marvel Makeup. MCU spoilers ahead. Makeup. I'm Quincy. And I'm Kay. And this is a podcast where I teach Quincy a little bit about Marvel. And I teach Kay a little bit about makeup. Watch out. There are MCU spoilers ahead. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. And our guest today is a writer and producer who was a 2017 finalist for TV One screenwriting competition, which led to her writing on their 2019 Movie of the Week event, Deadly Dispatch. She also rose to the role of Vice President of Content Acquisitions and Development at One One Ninety Five, but now spends time on her first love, screenwriting. Please welcome Sharday Sharday Sellers. 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 Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here for Marvel and Makeup. Thank and we're you. happy to have you. Um, yeah, uh, we're today we're talking about the Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, just to start off, what's your relationship with Marvel or just comic books in general? I have zero relationship with comic books. Okay. My um, introduction to Marvel was through the movies, which I I really um, appreciate that they did invite new fans like me to enjoy um, the the tales and all of the characters while not knowing a lot about the comic books. Same, Um, same. So I actually was really late to the Marvel game. It's funny enough, I was a background actor when I first moved here to LA. And one of the first jobs I got was on Iron Man 2. Wow. Yeah, so I'm kind of connected to Marvel. That's really cool, Shardé. <laughs> do you remember do you remember what scene it was or what the setting was? I remember everything. I remember um I was one of the um military execs that they were presenting these new line of robots or body suits for um and then one of the suits turned on Sam Rockwell. And everyone had to run and scream. So I'm in that mix of people running and screaming. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to watch it for you next, for like when we rewatch it. <laughs> yes. When you, I'm, you'll never find me. But <laughs> like, it was really hard because all the women um, extras, we had to wear pumps, right? Like, Oof. no. We're execs and we're women. So God forbid we wear, you know, loafers. We had to wear pumps. Then we had to run in pumps. And I, I really think. I mean, um, John, John Favreau, I didn't get to meet him or anything, but I saw him. I think he's really cool. I think he was fine. But I really think the coordinators didn't understand how dangerous that was. Mm. People running everywhere because they don't give you really directions. They're like, just run. And we're running into people and we're doing it in heels. So, Oh, my. Wow. That kind of chaos, you kind of have to orchestrate because that's a lot of moving bodies. And I've taken dance classes and one of the teachers is a really established choreographer. And she talks about the crazy things people will ask her to do in heels, dancing full out. And sometimes it's like on a stage with water. And, oh. you know, and there's coupling where you have to like partner stuff. It's... Yeah, people yeah, don't get it. Yeah, that's stunt era. Well, well, thank you so much for joining us. How we didn't even know we had an MCU care yes, person I'm character. I'm on the M in the MCU. I Woo. Guess technically. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Score. Yes. So exciting. Cool. Um, well, you know, today we are talking about the Avengers, Age of Ultron, uh, written directed by Joss Whedon. A disclaimer, as we previously said, it has been reported that he uh, has 
had inappropriate behavior on his sets. We are going to, however, look at the film as a collaborative effort and focus mainly on the film um, as a whole. Um, so as we dive in, though, just to take you back to uh, the day it came out, it was May 1st, 2015. couple things that were happening that year was a premiere of various other shows that had... Um, uh, comic book type uh, premises, including Jessica Jones and Supergirl and Luke Cage came out that year. Um, that was also the year that Hamilton came to Broadway. Talk about a moment, right? That feels I mean, like 10 years ago. That feels like a lifetime ago, Kay. Oh my god. I mean, I remember when Hamilton did come out and I they, like... It was on Broadway, but then when the soundtrack came out, like I listened to that so much. Like, it, I, I was think our entire improv team, minus me, has memorized the entire soundtrack of Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Hamilton's on Disney Plus now, so I guess it's a part of the Disney family, but I've never seen Hamilton. Oh, I you haven't, haven't seen it either. I kind of want to save it to like save my cherry for the actual Broadway production. Okay, cool, if- cool. Me too wait so i can go see it yeah well uh, i i highly recommend it any way that you see it it is as they say transformative is one of the main words they use to describe it um and that same year is also the year that misty copeland was the first (sighs) african-american women principal dancer at the american valley theater and first african-american woman to dance swan lake at the metropolitan opera um so i thought that was a really interesting highlight you know misty copeland definitely an icon especially in this modern era um and then a few more other things that were kind of in the ether um the phrase netflix and chill had kind of came out um as well as the viral pizza rat and white gold versus blue black oh, dress yes. happened I that year. Remember it well. Yes. Did you? Did did any of the? I remember not not being able to see the blue black. I saw the white gold. I think I was blue black. I was team blue black. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Dang. And, yeah, and 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 then uh, and then pizza rat. I was just like, I oh. don't remember pizza rat. Oh. oh. Is that the rat that stole a whole pizza in New York? Carrying the pizza slice around yes. here. Yes. I remember yeah. that. It was what that viral have- video. It was just a little rat running around with a pizza on Yo, its back. You got to eat. You got to eat. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So that's a few things that were happening in 2015. But um, let's go ahead and just dive into yeah. Age of Ultron. Sharday, I know you have some... Um, your own like hot take we call them citizen takes here um on this particular movie please share this so um i've said this since i saw this movie in theaters that it is the most important film in the mcu Mm. and when people hear that especially the the idiot fanboys who are so you know visual about their this uh this universe they go why would you say that? And I say, I never said it was the best film. I think there's a big difference between the best film and the most important. This film sets up so many branches. And if you want to use references to in-game where you have timelines and different branches. Right, right. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We're trying, since we're, we're watching this in order and Quincy hasn't seen all of them. Oh, we're, oh we're, I'm so sorry. We're trying not to reference so too much from what No, it's fine. I took my headphones in, off. I do know Endgame is a thing because they referenced Endgame 
like seven times in this movie and i was like i get it but anyways should i finish your thought i mean more just so like the idea so everyone knows the idea of um that we may not be the only multiverse or right so i like to use that kind of connection to age of ultron because it did set so many seeds if you want to use like a gardening trope it planted so many beautiful seeds that connects so great in the end um, and this movie gets a lot of crap, and I never understood why, because it, it's a planter. It is, it's meant to seed to something else. Same, same. We we have talked very much about seeds and, and how many things, you know, get called back later down the line. And and I agree. I agree that there are so much set up in this movie. Um, I, I, may, I, I would guess that people, you know, people always like aren't as you know, all kind of against sequels in terms of Wait, like question oh, what is better. the like why what is the popular opinion about this movie because I, I don't know this movie everyone I hates it thinks it's one of the worst um in the in the mcu that's the popular opinion online yeah and i would i would disagree it is one of my favorites yes it's definitely one i can re-watch over and over again especially once you do watch the whole um, the phase three, uh, Quincy, you go back to this film in particular, mm-hmm. find those seeds and it pays off so beautifully. So, so it's kind of like an anchor, anchor-ish. Yeah. yeah. Definitely and interesting. Even as a standalone film, it completes a beautiful arc. I mean, James Spader plays Ultron and it is one of the best villains outside of Zemo to me, um, just because of this madman he, he is tony stark but the opposite of tony stark but he is what tony stark could become if he wasn't like good of heart he was definitely a, a glimpse that's why tony reacts so vitriol in this in this film to ultron because that it is him so um i think as a standalone film as well it's a great villain and i, I really don't understand the hate for this film i I, I totally agree james spader is so great in this and and i agree like you know, if if Tony hadn't gotten blown up in Iron Man one, like right. he could become Ultron, like that could have been his inevitable path. Um, but and and also just the amount of epic action that's in this movie, like so, is so great. The sequences are very very good. Um, some of the best climactic uh, fight scenes I've ever seen. I mean, the if you watch this movie, everyone will tell you it's that end where they, they do the 360 pan around the Avengers protecting the core. And it's like, it's perfect. It's literally perfect. Yep. Great. I scene. liked what well, I also liked too. I thought they had very good um, pep talks in this and very good, like asides with one of each other. Um, that was very emotional, very beautiful. I think we also got a lot of great backstory on individual characters that were great. Yeah. Um I really enjoyed that one scene up top where everyone tries to do the pick up the Thor hammer. And I remember being like, why are they like making such a mountain out of this moment? I loved it. Um, (laughs) Just because you got to see them be them. And it was a little bit, I feel like. Yeah, they were friends hanging out. Yes, yes. Um, And I was like, why are they? Heroes do um, on their off day. Exactly. These superheroes just at the bar. (laughs) Yeah. But I remember being like, why are they making this such a mountain? And then when we get the callback of Vision, just mm-hmm. boop. Like, I was like, yes, this is such a sweet payoff. Yes. It's a really comedic timing because he's like, hands it to Thor, like, we got to go. And everyone's just like, all right, well, there's no questioning anymore. This is 
he's on our side. And and I love the politics of this film. And I, I hate when people say there's no politics. There's politics all over the MCU. You just aren't seeing them. But the politics of this film are just about mankind and and how much power is enough. And then um, it makes there's a clear like side. And if I get to come back, I would love to do Civil War because the Accords is also a huge political like storyline. But in Age of Ultron, it's really Bruce and, and Tony um, or Banner and Tony kind of coming up with this idea like, oh, this can work. And then it goes haywire. And then the fact that they try to do it again is yeah. like, wait a second, you know, like, so I love that we kind of think history is going to repeat itself, but they are so sure this time that it's going to work. And there's the morality question too, which I love, which is like, do you try to save everyone and risk losing everyone or do you sacrifice the few and then who gets to make that decision, right? Like who gets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Tony has a God complex. And that's what um, Wanda was really trying. That's really what she was seeing and when she you know, had her visions and was really trying to warn them about Tony because that opening sequence where Tony does see the Avengers all dead, he, he really gets motivated to save them. And he's thinking of everyone else as an afterthought, but it is really kind of selfish motivations. And like you said, and the morality clause, who gets to play God like that? And AI, artificial intelligence, is something as humans we've always talked about and wanted to dabble in. And if you've watched any horror sci-fi movie, you know it never goes right. Never goes right. <laughs> like it's, Especially you, when you're like, let's not tell our best friends. Like, yeah. Don't tell let's, the team. Yeah, let's just us two decide to do this thing. Like, mm, not team-like, yeah. right? And, and later on in the MCU... Um, or not even later on, it's not a spoiler, but Tony is kind of the thing that holds this team together. And he's always encouraging everyone to be as a team and not divide. And that moment with Ultron was kind of like, yeah, you included Banner, but you, and you you didn't include the others because you knew they would say no and you get yep. out. Like you did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. And and what's interesting is like, I remember when we were, when we saw Iron Man 3, Shardy, have, you've seen our Iron Man 3, yeah. I'm assuming, yes. Uh, that movie delved so much into like, you know, the trauma that uh, Tony experienced going through the wormhole and him dealing with that. I feel like we pick up on that exactly right at the beginning with the fact that like he's, you know, this is coming to an end of them finally get the scepter. And then when he has that vision, it's that trauma that kind of, in, you know, you know, kind of focuses him to be like, this is what I got to do. Like he says, put, uh, uh, you know, iron uh, o- around the world, you and know? He says, he got, we got to put a casting net or, or a gate around the world because he, in the first Avengers, you know, he goes up there. That's that's the howdy duty. That's what I don't really understand. Like, how do I protect from up there? I can do terrorists and stuff all day long, but that's really the last, you know? So he's had this plan in his head for years at this mm-hmm. point. And when he actually finds a way to do it, thanks to um, the technology and the scepter yep. um, and, and, you know, the mind, the mind stone, yes. mind stone. Um, he takes a swing at it, but he probably rushed it. And I know we, we know he rushes it because Thor says I'm going to take it like in a week. And he says, can we hold on to it for a week? So he was under a time crunch, but it was very rushed. And it was very messy. And it just goes to show you when it comes to things like that, you have to have patience and you have to have time. Um, and you should probably take a couple more opinions on it because yes, in the end it turned out good, but it, it almost ended the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they they got pretty lucky. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. just like also anytime there's like a wall situation, it just doesn't work. Like I feel like anytime we're like we need to build a thing around us to like 
a, a bubble wrap, any kind, you know, it just doesn't work. I'm like, when does it work? It always falls. Well, it's yeah. Right die but it, it's 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 also it's again it's another interesting conversation because it's a fate that we all have so tony is trying to escape it one way or another and the more you try to run from it the worse you make things from it and and not saying that i want to see all the avengers go um and he his premonitions we've learned over the last few movies tony has premonitions of himself like he, mm-hmm. he has visions and he sees things um whether in his dreams or or with wanda's visions he sees things differently than other people but at what cost are you willing to like achieve those goals? Right. It's like it's like Cap said, you know, setting up that kind of like, you know, clash between them. And whenever you're someone tries to anticipate a war, uh, you know, it, you know, it ends badly and you just bring it bring it on yourself. Um, but on that note, in good intentions, right? Like that's yeah. okay. So yeah. On the on the flip side, just him getting called out though of like he wouldn't have a purpose without war. Right. It's just so fascinating, too. And and I think this is the first time, as far as, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, where Cap is the captain. And it's not like such a battle between him and Tony to be leaders. So that yes. was very interesting to see him get the de- sort of deference from Tony and then him being like, oh, am I just, do I really need war? Well, I mean, if we're if we think about it surfacely, Captain America, yes, he was born in a lab, but he technically is like a a super superhero with powers. And Tony is just a dude in a suit. So Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to them arguing, I really love that because Captain, um, who also is wearing like the American, you know, garb and he's supposed to be the leader of the, you know, the protector. A symbol. A symbol. He comes from you know, some, some sort of superiority of Tony in the sense of like, I actually am a superhero and me dying is not going to be that easy to do, but you are a human playing a superhero in a suit, right. even though you have all this money. So I kind of love their, their, they're always trying to one step each other when it comes to power. And honestly, Cap kind of has the edge on Tony in that sense. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you know, what was that? I'm a huge Tony fan and it hurts me to say that, but it's true. And and that's the thing, you know, he Tony has all of those like issues, like the the with the fact that kind of like he kind of is jealous of Cap because he got to spend time with his father and his father, you know, he is kind of another another son. So there's almost like like that sibling rivalry, you know, um, oh, yeah. and, you know, as you go on, Quincy will see it gets so much worse. Again, I'd love to come back for Civil War because it like this is why this movie is so important in mm-hmm. those relationship seeds right now between cap and and tony and it it really gets really bad yeah i mean i mean so many reasons why this movie is important and sets up so much i mean just to go from the very beginning you have the introduction of the twins of wanda in sokovia i mean uh, so we're still working on getting quincy to to watch things through the credits um so when she watched winter soldier she missed the setup of wanda (laughs) Oh, and then I went back. I was like, no, because I'd been looking up, looking forward to the setup for Wanda. She's badass. Uh, talk about a bad day if you cross paths with her and she decides to mess with you. That's well, in this movie, not so much because she's very new to her power. She hasn't learned. Um, uh, she's still very intelligent. Well, she almost wipes out the whole team. I will not say not so much. I will say she's very, very powerful and really scary. But she, her powers are so all over the place because she hasn't honed them yet that 
Um, I love this movie. Again, sets up that we get to see her grow. She is really messy in this film. Yeah, yeah, De- definitely a, a new at using her powers and and doesn't really even know like how powerful she is considering considering she is the one that after giving Tony his vision like lets him take the scepter. So she actually allows, you know, A for Tony to create Ultron, allows for Vision to inevitably become created and that that along with the fact that like, you know, her brother dies and then what continues to happen just that weight of all of those choices continue mm-hmm. or become part of her ongoing journey. Well, right from the beginning Wanda's grieving. I mean, um we 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 find out through the movie that the Stark shell story. Yeah, he tells the Stark story about the missiles in her apartment, how she lost her family. So from the beginning, she is a woman who is, I always say Wanda's arc is the the steps of, um, what is it, grief? You know, there's anger, uh, denial, and then, you negotiation. know. Negotiation. And, and she's definitely in the anger phase at mm-hmm. the start of this. And then she goes, um, I believe she gets closer to denial when Pietro dies. And then she, at the end, is coming to acceptance. You know, at the very end where she's wearing her, she's coming down to the new Avengers, you know, what do you call it? Uh, facility. The facility. Joins the team and, you know, she's acceptance. And kind yeah. Of yeah. But she, from the beginning, she is a grieving woman who is just trying her best to keep it all together. And Pietro is too, but I think he's just holding it together a lot. Yeah, I knew Pietro was gonna die. I knew. I just was like, he's gonna, he's gonna die. He's gonna die. But then, like, then when he died, I was like, no. And it wasn't like, it was like how he died, plus mm-hmm. the combination of them realizing he died. And I just went like, it was just instant, like, eh. oh, definitely was a moment. Olsen falling to her knees is so bloody beautiful because I have a brother and they're twins. I'm not their twin, but they are twins. And I was like, she got, she nailed it. That's exactly how it would feel. It would feel like she says, like someone took your heart out when she does yeah. it. It feels just like that. And it would. And she's such a brilliant actress because that could have looked really cheesy and it could have looked really soap opery, but she really nailed that. Yeah. yeah. And then you have to think about it from a production side she probably shot that by herself and the director is telling her, Pedro's dead, follow your knees. She put all of that into that just by herself being shot and she's just she's brilliant. She's a wonderful actress. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and also just the, not only the power of like, of her performance, but the fact that it emanates as energy out of her and just yeah. creates this like, epic like moment again this girl who has this power has not yet learned the total capacity of it in this moment of just pure emotion creates destruction. Yeah, like her pain it was, just ripples out of her. Yeah, such a great moment. No, but um, early on in the MCU, there was an exec named Ryan. I can't remember his last name, but he had very strong mandates for what could be in the MCU comic book. And it, there were a couple of rules like no smoking, right? No smoking. Um, no female heroes and no female villains. There can be supporting female characters, but no leads. That's why we didn't get a Black Widow film for so long. Oh. You know, Miss um, Captain Marvel for so long. So um, having Elizabeth Olsen and then obviously Scar Johansson as these little set pieces uh, really was the beginning steps of them. He got let go. I believe they made an amical deal and he stepped down because um, Disney, Kevin Feige was like, we're not down with that. We want women to be leads. We want, we want, and that's why it took so long to get Black Panther because he was convinced that people of color do not sell overseas. And he did uh, a 
to hire do any people of color focused stories. So it took so long for all of that because he was in charge. Quincy, do you want to talk about what your initial reaction <laughs> that you texted me? While uh, watching yeah, it? <laughs> so I was watching it and like there was this one. So when um, Wanda comes out, she's like she like decides she's on board, right? Because she and um, Hawkeye, he's like, I can't babysit. Like it's a job you do or you don't. And then she has this moment where like she's like she comes out and she's like it's slow motion and she's like I'm badass. And I was like yes. But then it was this like then it was like my brain to this like thing where I was like I got really sad because I was like man it's great they have a woman here but I'm like when will us and I when as BIPOCs will we get this where we we get a character who gets to fall and then come back and be like yeah I'm in it and so I was just unpacking that because it just makes me sad because there's like so much more work to be done and like the lack of representation of even like Latinx people in superhero movies is abysmal and like we had Helen Cho who was great but like you know just seeing more just uh, like and then we're watching and it's just like it's just a bunch of white people saving the (laughs) earth and I was like what yeah and it's disappointing because one man got to make all those decisions yeah and that makes sense with the Black Widow stuff because literally a few episodes back we were talking about like Iron Man 3 and I was like why is it taking so long for Black Widow to get her own movie and all the other characters have had trilogies now at this point Mm -hmm. and said this is no audience wants to see a woman in the lead especially overseas they don't want to see people of color in the leads they don't sell and it took Kevin Feige to really be like either you step down or we're done here and yeah I wonder on what ground he said that like I don't know the specifics but I do know it was like a deal thing like we'll revoke licenses or something oh interesting you know um that man is horrible and I always think about the women before me when I am when I think about my career as a writer and producer I'm like damn I've got to do so much and there's women before me who are more talented than me who didn't get to do it only because one man it only takes one man to destroy entire careers but it also only takes one man to build you know to that's to. what i say it's like we can't do this with without white people like we really you know it, this movement would move along so much faster if we had everyone on board and like we really need you guys in our corners like it's almost Kevin <laughs> yeah yeah it's almost like white people and bipocs need to Assemble? What? We've already dove. Uh, I mean, we've already dove so much so deep into this already. Um, but I, you know, I do want to just uh, a couple things I wanted to make sure we mention. Um, you know, obviously, opening scene we're in Sokovia. That great epicness i remember sitting in the theater and that shot where they're like all lined up and going over that fence yeah yeah it's a great movie to watch in theaters yeah 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 Yeah, i remember in the theater being like oh okay (laughs) i'm on board that's a great snapshot to get all the avengers lined up in this like slow freeze frame i hate giving this man compliments but that's a directing decision that's just I mean, it, it made it look like a comic book panel where it's like all of the, you know, heroes on the same page. Um, and then, you know, and then, yeah, and then you have the introduction of of uh, Pietro, uh, yeah, yeah, Wanda, 
um, you see the the relationship between Bruce and Natasha starting to turn into something. Also, when did that happen? Because I thought her and Hawkeye had a thing. Or was that just like... Well, they've always been friends. Hawkeye and Natasha have worked together for many, many years. Oh, I guess in the Avengers, it just felt more romantic. It, it, it was more brother-sister to me. Oh, okay. You know, I never got romantic there. But then you find out later in, in, in this film... He has a wife. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And then you have, you know, Linda Carlini playing Mrs. Barton. Uh, so many other people showing up. James Spader as um, Ultron. Stan Lee um, as the old veteran guy. Um, it, it, I, if you know, don't know this, uh, the thing he says is Celsior. Um, when he used to write, you know, um, he used to write a letter at the beginning of like the uh, like all the comic books that were like two fans. And his sign off was Excelsior. Um, so that's kind of like a, a nod to that. Long live or, or excellence or something like that. I can't remember, but it's it stands for something. Yeah, yeah. I think it has something to do with like King Arthur times too. And yeah, it's um, interesting. That's it's probably one of my favorite Stanley cameos because it's you know it's Thor at a bar talking about oh you can't drink this this is for mighty gods and he's like give it to me and then he's yeah. like you carry out of this bar it's very cute it's very yeah nice. it's the longest scene he's had too like yeah. in his cameo <laughs> so. it's Latin forever upward right yes cool it has a really cool meaning thank you. Nice, nice. Um, and yeah, and like you have that, you know, the the hammer scene, you have them talking to drop in the name Endgame in that scene post Ultron fight. Like five um, times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you have Andy Circus as um the guy oh, who stole Andy, the vibranium. Yeah. I forgot about Andy Circus. And what an amazing character actor. He's just ridiculous. We don't give him enough credit in the MCU. Oh, he was great. He was so good very great as a villain and again villains in the mcu unlike dc sorry i don't really like dc but villains in the mcu could be me could be quincy could be um k but they just have to have a reason and he's a really good villain because his reason is money <laughs> he like doesn't care about anything else so. yeah just very enterprising yep. well and just the fact that you know he's He's someone who's interacted with Wakanda and Vibranium. So he's a connection to that world that we will eventually learn of. But like he yeah. knows how um, how profitable and how. Um, Number one, he's, he's, he's not acquiring it purposely, legally. He's taking it. from Yeah. yeah. And then I love I love his line of cuttlefish. <laughs> like I love this. <laughs> that was so good. And that badass thing of when he tells Wanda's like, uh, so are you gonna yeah. come in and give me cuttlefish in my brain? Because that's not boss. Oh. Because, well, if you're here to if you're here to make me see giant cuttlefish, then I know you're not the guy in charge yeah. through the window. It's brilliant. <laughs> yep. Yep. Great. I only talk to the guy in charge. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you know you have um. Fury uh, show, showing up and being like, let's ground you guys and actually try to move forward. We we have uh, Stellan Skarsgård coming back as the scientist helping Thor um, see the vision about the Infinity Stones. Did you did you remember uh, connect that to like the the description of the Infinity Stones that we've seen before, Quincy, where they talk about the origin of those stones? No, what do you mean? I don't understand what you're asking. Like, you know how, like, in previous movies, they've talked about Infinity Stones mm -hmm. and the importance of them. Mm -hmm. And so when Thor is in the, the water and he sees, like, 
all the different gems in the air. Yeah. And I think, too, the callback, to with the Guardians of Galaxy, since we just saw it yeah, with the, the little one. the ball inside and they open it. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So he was seeing he was seeing like the Tesseract. He was seeing mm-hmm. the 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 power one. And then he was seeing the ether, the red one. And then and then he was seeing the yellow one, which is mm-hmm. now with vision. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why and that seems so important because had Thor not come back and and superpower vision of life, there would be no vision and Ultron would have won, I feel mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. His plan. So Thor needed to go and have that vision because he knew what was happening. And he's right. The one of the stones is safer with us. I don't know what it's gonna do or what it's meant to do, but I definitely know it's safer right here where we can Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I adore Vision, by the way. He's just this tall like, Bentney as Vision in the flesh. Just like this kind of zany, like, I'm here, but I am not. Um, I would not want to date him, but he's like, I would want to hang out with him. <laughs> so I totally would date him. I just like, You think so? Really? For anyone over six feet, I'm like, I'll date you. Um, <laughs> he's the height. You deserve the height difference. You deserve. up Wanda and off of the bus as the well um after Sokovia is falling it's just such a cute little nod to the future that's coming and I was like save me vision like it's so <laughs> like sweet but it's really a, it's also a nice nod because remember that same scene you're talking about Quincy when she comes out of the 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 room and she's kicking butt her brother sweeps her off her feet the same way and yeah. she just lost her brother and then here comes vision to kind of take that place and I'm gonna cry yeah. that together and I think it's very very sweet yeah yeah just just layers on layers in this movie and then and then yeah and then you even have the the picture I, this is the first time i i uh actually really clocked it when uh the baby is born and and uh natasha there is on the phone and you see the baby they named they gave Piet him the middle name pietro yeah yes yeah i so i noticed that for the first time like last week too um that they had gave him the middle the baby the newborn baby the middle name and i thought that was very sweet because he didn't know that kid very long but he no did, so he could be a father so i know yeah. yeah and and in and in the future and you know kind of based off of that scene where hawkeye is just like you know you go out there you're an avenger now it kind of keeps him connected to wanda in that way and and he moving forward he kind of stays kind of in that kind of like almost paternal kind of like uh familial role with her um as they move forward yeah as hawkeye's not my definitely not my favorite avenger but i do love that he becomes like the pseudo older brother for wanda i really do think he took it upon himself um to have that relationship mm-hmm. look after her kind of like vision did but visions is definitely more romantic i feel like his is definitely like your brother sacrificed his life for me i'm gonna take care of you i don't mm-hmm. care I'm going to be here for you. And I think it's very sweet. I can see her coming to dinners as Auntie Wanda. Auntie Wanda. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Wanda, don't get too close. Don't, don't freak her out too much. She's very powerful. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then just like, you know, like we talked about that epic church fight at the end. Um, and then, you know, setting up all kind of like the threads is what's going to happen now. Like, you know, Bruce uh, taking off in the Quinjet and well, as the Hulk, I'm feeling like betrayed by Natasha and like, you know, turning her off um, when she's like, come back. Betrayed by Natasha. Oh, really? No, I think so. Earlier in the film, when the, um, Wanda messes with 
banner and mine and then Hulk goes to smash everything and destroys communities there's a, a visceral moment where after he, Tony throws him through the abandoned building he looks around he sees the damage he's done to people and even though he's Hulk banner clocks it inside and he's mm-hmm. it's a split second but then you know Tony knocks him down again I think what banner was doing after we have this whole beautiful scene with him and Natasha which I know we'll talk about because people don't really like that scene but I really love it um, he was where, making, she, where she pushes him. No, where she talks about her monster. Versus oh, his. right, right, right. A very hot topic scene. But I really feel like him getting in the Quinjet and turning her off was like, I love you mm-hmm. to go figure out this Hulk thing. I have no control over it and I'm hurting people. He really felt guilty after destroying that city. Yep. And she, you know, when she did push him, um, after he said, we can go, we can leave, we can just disappear, you know, but she says, I need the other guy. It's just like, well, that's why we get the later films, which you'll see. It, Banner's always struggled between yes. holes. And, and I think point, he comes out of the, the the hole being like, oh, I know why you pushed me. Like, let's go. Yeah. And that's oh. that would make you kind of sad. Like, the woman I love loves me, but right now I'm a useless scientist guy. She does need the other guy. So Banner is really struggling with his identity of like, I, this Hulk is a part of me, but it's also, I don't have no control over it. Kind of like Wanda and her powers. So when he gets on the Quindred to leave, I don't think he's mad at her. I think he's mm-hmm. saving her from having to be with a monster. Yeah, same. Oh. Yeah. It's, sad. it's really sad. Yeah, oh, he was like, I can't be with you, so I gotta go. Like, it was the one opportunity he could get away because yeah. if he came yeah. back, he couldn't leave her. He, he couldn't. And no. yeah, with them being like, we can't track you. Yeah. And it, I almost wondered, like, oh, I wonder, you know, because he can't go anywhere in the world because he is trackable, if he's just gonna stay on the plane till whenever. Well, mm-hmm. you'll see it. Down the line, you'll see where. Okay. He yeah, he ends up. He ends up somewhere. Okay, <laughs> that's what we'll say. Um, but actually, let's let's talk about those dream sequences again. Another thing that sets up and kind of like anchors those specific characters in kind of like their emotional journey, especially with Black Widow coming out fairly soon. I believe in July now. Um, you know, you get the a reference to you know the Red Room and her training. Um, that was for me. I remember being so like interested in that, being like, "Oh, look that that she's coming from." No, but you were saying people hate that scene. People hate this movie, particularly for that scene as well. They they online chatter because I follow all the MCU fan base stuff. Is the fact that Natasha equates um, having a hysterectomy and not being able to bear children and making her a monster, they felt that that was disrespectful to women who can't do that and that women uh-huh. who can't bear children aren't monsters. And that's very true. Women who can't bear children or choose not to bear children are not less women and they're not monsters. But the context that's missing in this conversation, I think people gloss over. Natasha wasn't saying she was a monster for having a hysterectomy and not having children. She's saying she's a monster for killing people and killing lots of people. So she could she, if she were to even have children, if she could, someone at any point down the line could come for her. She has assassins. She has governments after her, you know? She's done a lot of bad things. She worked for the KGB, and then she ended up working for S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, so she's always had this, like, governmental attachment to her. So when she is talking about the Red Room, I think it's just a sadness that she has because she had to become this perfect assassin. I don't think it's she's crying because she can't have children and she feels like a monster. I think it's the monster is she is the perfect killer and mm. she's done it and she's very good at her job. Yeah, that's what I got. I had 
did not get a sense that she was calling herself a monster because of her his her forced sterilization. It just sounded like she was the perfect monster. And then the one thing that really made her perfect was the only thing that was more important than a kill, which was her own blood, lifeblood. And they took that away from her. So it's interesting because I didn't get that at all. Yeah, but online... It- people bring this up all the time and they hate this movie and it and i might you might get some hate mail because of this because it's just one of those talking points especially when they attach it back to the director because they they really uh, them. So, mm, um, and, but mm. it, there is something to the critique the critique to be said she is the only female avenger and and to use this like sterilization as her backstory is kind of like yeah but it's the real thing she had to be the perfect assassin she did so yep. and and i feel like uh i forget what movie is it is but oh it is in that scene that she's just like i had this dream that i would was something that was more than what they just trained me to be so mm-hmm. it, the fact that she you know she she's obviously struggled with it but she's she's trying to do better you know she's mm-hmm. working she she became she was made into something but now that she is that thing it's now that and her life is in her hands technically she's doing her best to move forward and and make those right choices and be less of what she feels is a monster but it's a beautiful connective connectivity for banner right like he's talking about i can't have this like i can't have a family kids and she's like, you don't have to worry about that. I can't do that either. So, like, you're not the only person in this room that has trials and tribulations. So don't give me that. To me, mm-hmm. it was first thing, don't give me that woe is me crap. You think you're bad. Look at what they did to me. And that wasn't my choice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm going to deal with it. And then we get this beautiful moment where Banner is saying we could just leave all this and go, you know, go away. And she's she's thinking about it for a second. Because her, her whole life has been the mission, the mission, the mission. And the mission's not done yet, but she is considering, like, I could go away with this guy and we can be together and I can't. So I am worried of love. He he likes me. He loves me, maybe. And maybe I'm not this big assassin monster. Maybe I can stop, you know, and make a change. And, of course, it doesn't happen. I think it's mm. a very sad scene about human relationships um, and just the roadblocks that get in our way to actually con- to connect as humans, whether mm. that's physically a physical connection, a love connection, or just a friendship connection. I think humans could understand the, each other a lot more if we got rid of some of those roadblocks of like, you know, our trials and tribulations versus their trials and tribulations, like trauma versus trauma, and realize that at the end of the day, we all have the same fate, which is we're not all going to live forever. And we yeah. have to find some commonality. Yeah, I think uh, I was just thinking about this, too. It's so easy to come from like a scarcity mindset and look at how different we are, like, Oh, you're, you go, you, you went through this, but you didn't go through this. So like, you can't understand my pain and my pain is so painful versus like, if you look at the similarities and where we intersect and have things in common, that makes it less like, oh, like I need to like watch where you are and we can join together. Um, Well, even Vision says it is just like, you know, Ultron is in pain, you know? Yeah. And I want to understand him. I, I he says I, I'm choosing to understand him rather than that. Like, oh, he's trying to end the world, which is bad. Yes, that is bad. But like, Vision doesn't start off trying to end the world. He doesn't. He he starts out very confused and he asks questions. And his first mission, I believe, is to just go after Tony. Or what is his first mission? It's he gets the end of the world 
way, way later um, when he decides to build vision. But his first mission isn't to end the world. It's more so to like stop war. And he thinks he's doing a noble thing. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. trying to save the world. Peace in our time, yeah, which he believes is the annihilation of the Avengers because they bring war and they bring um, destruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, on the, and then you have Vision coming to life and immediately, you know, he has that instinct to be like, I need to protect myself. But as you know, as soon as he sees like the lights below and like the blinking humanity, he's just like, oh, it right. immediately is just like, you know, this is yeah, pr- the idea of what either. protection means. I don't understand. I'm just and that's half of misunderstandings I, I feel that we go through on this planet because we don't understand what the other party is going through. And uh, if we could listen and probably develop some empathy, we would all see that we're actually a lot similar than we choose to admit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. We're, yeah. we're all just, we're just, we're all just here on this earth, you know, floating on this marble in the middle of the darkness. And it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Which to, to quote, to quote Hawkeye, uh, I'm, uh, uh, there are robots and I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. That was a great, great line too. Um, so, so yeah. So and anything else you want to mention about the move about the film before we move forward to uh, our next section? That- yeah. There's just one part that is my favorite part of the film. And I get made fun of by my friends about all the time. And it's actually at the very, very end in the forest where, the last Ultron robot is there and um, James Bader Vision and um, they have this really awesome conversation and um, Vision is trying is I'm paraphrasing he's just like you know humans they, they're you know they're really great aren't they and, and um, it, Ultron goes they're doomed and Vision's like well yeah but you know it's it's not the beauty in the doom and whatever whatever and then Ultron comes back and says a wonderful line. I think it's because James Spader kills it, but he goes, you're unbearably naive. And I just love it. And Vision quips, you know, I, I was just born yesterday. Oh, that's yep. such a great joke. Yep. It's a cutest little, but it's also like a great conversation between pessimism and optimism. Vision is having hope out for these humans. And, and, and Ultron has... It's also fairly new. He's only a weekish old, but he sees like they're doomed. Like I've seen their destruction. They're not going to learn. Well, and then and then to that vision goes. Well, the beauty is not beauty because it lasts forever. It's because it's not forever. It doesn't last. And I think preserving it. There's a Buddhist quote where he. There's like it's like I don't know if it's Buddhist, but like a Tibetan monk or someone said it. Like this mug is already broken, so I'm going to enjoy this mug right now for what it is and like i think it goes to show like yeah nothing will last forever we're all stardust and honestly just the origin of vision having awesome quotable lines (laughs) throughout the rest of the mcu and also one thing i'd like to touch upon that i always have a soft chuckle with um is that when vision uh first attacks the group at the bar and 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 thor tosses the hammer at him or is it or is it the shield i can't remember but they break up vision they get this beautiful close-up shot of vision i'm sorry ultron's mask and he goes i had no i had strings and now i'm free and i have the no pinocchio strings. song yeah the Pinocchio song from disney which i thought was just a very cute nod um and just brilliant i'm like that's just Small things like that make me really, really happy. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and perfectly eerie in that moment as well. Um, 
Well, well, thank you so much for sharing all those thoughts. Um, we uh, have come to the Marvel portion, uh, end of the Marvel portion of the podcast. We are going to transition into our stretch and share. Uh, this is where we pick a, a stretch and that we can do while sitting down. And each of us shares a little highlight from our week. Um, oh. Quincy, I believe you uh, chose last time. I so, don't oh, you don't remember? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. I think I think you chose last time, so I'm going to choose this time. Um, this time I want us to do just a little bit of you know, um, maybe just like 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 arm stretching out, just like maybe like a bit of a wrist thing too. Cool. Um. So yeah. So um. Wow. Well, oh, I will share. Yeah, um. I watched the Mortal Kombat movie and I loved it. Oh, cool, it was cool. so good. A little bit intensely b- bloody so i had to close my eyes for some of it well there's mortal Kombat. yes uh because there's like you know kills and stuff um the opening sequence was so great they really knew how to you know i felt like they spent their money on special effects where they really needed to and it was really awesome to see a good mix of practical and cgi and some of the fight sequences they have choreographed are so amazing and there's a series reg in warrior who comes and plays in it so it's really good to see him and i guess he's been like on the singaporean martial arts team for 15 years and they had to slow down some of their fight sequences because the camera could not pick it up so i'm about to go and see if any of that found its way to the internet um and it was just great just to see like a diverse cast kick ass and like I don't know. It just it was like I don't know. I've, I've heard I've heard good I've heard good things. People really really liked it. Yeah, yeah, I have too. I'm probably will watch it tonight. I think I might skip the Oscars and just watch a movie and get the highlights tomorrow. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, great, great. Sharde, do you have a highlight from your week that you'd like to share? Yeah, I mean it's it has it's been past a week, but this past week, um, my nonprofit Social Ripple Effect did a COVID nineteen um, vaccination pop up with Ava DuVernay's nonprofit Array Now. Oh, great! Asked over a couple of hundred people, and um, we were able to pass out clothing, and also Baby to Baby was there, and Baby to Baby is amazing. They give out hampers and wipes and baby and formula to um, new parents. Um, so we did all that and got some people vaccinated with the Pfizer and it was really great. Awesome. Really Yay. cool. Yay. Yeah. Special claps for that. Um, my highlight is also a bit more media based. Uh, the second uh, season premiere of black lady sketch show came out this week. So funny. So great. And they um, redid the opening theme. So they um, pair or they were doing an homage to the, the opening of Different World. And it looked yeah. so good. <laughs> I was just like, oh, this is so great. Um, and then one other thing highlight um, was this. This was actually the uh, series or perhaps even just season finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier yes, um, this past week. <laughs> you haven't seen it? Okay, I'm not going to say anything. But... You know, to your point, Quincy, the fact that, you know, you're you're wanting that that, you know, more representative. uh, Give it to me now. Give it to me now. (laughs) You're you're, you're hungering for that. You know, the fact that uh, Anthony Mackie is one of the main characters in this series. I think once we get down to eventually when we get down to watching this show as part of the podcast, you'll be reveling in um, how how awesome he is in this, this series. Really 
really great him as well as you know Bucky Barnes Sebastian Stan but some really great standout performances in that uh, series finale or season finale who knows if there will be more um, but I would definitely uh, recommend both highly uh, for people um, so yeah so that is our well go ahead Chandi I said I was just going to watch it tonight because it's I'm, I have been busy all weekend so I haven't had time and I'm the type that needs to have nothing i don't want my phone on i want to focus on the show so I yeah definitely. oh yeah i've learned that for the marvel movies i have to not be like who's that because then i'll spoil something for myself in looking up something so i just stopped i'm just like okay i just will watch the movie yeah yeah uh yeah i i don't know if the spoilers if you'll be able to avoid them until we get to that to uh, that point but you know we'll, we'll try we'll try <laughs> i'm gonna do down the line my darndest best <laughs> i've gone this far <laughs> we'll, we'll see we'll see what we can do um so yes so that is our stretch and share and now we are moving into the makeup portion of the makeup podcast, portion where we are talking about false, false eyelashes eyelashes quincy let's break it down for us great uh can i lead with our thematic tie-in sure go ahead it's a little shorter than last week's tie-in which is the eight like the age of ultron the age of ultron showed us like lash glue we need to stick together (laughs) awesome yeah eyelash fallen so yeah um and you don't want uh things sticking out like that um (laughs) great (laughs) these thematic tie-ins are just like real reaching (laughs) honestly i was thinking more like vision uh fake false eyelashes you know enhance the way our eyes look oh this is true thinking more like that true i'm just like y'all like you can't be doing this stuff and keeping secrets from each other it does not work it does it's a theme it's a real flaw in their group i'm telling Mm -hmm. you right now yeah you guys need to talk to each other like uh, like when they're like all like sad about their dreams understandably was deeply personal and traumatic and i was like guys if you guys just hold each other guys i feel like shit because i this is what i saw everyone would be able to help you cope and like none of this would have i mean we wouldn't have a movie but they need group therapy like asap they need once a week sit down to discuss all of their issues yeah yeah 100 (laughs) avengers discussion counseling <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have lashes. Um, I know, Shade, I think you said you haven't opened yours. What kind of lashes did you get? Well, I got these lashes. I don't know if we can say the brand, but um, I've never worn lashes in my life, ever. Mm-hmm. I have long eyelashes. It runs in my family. So um jealous. <laughs> um, it's it's literally something I've never ever had to do before. So I, I went to Nigel's here in Burbank. Um and the lady just pointed me to the last section. And when I told you, I thought it was going to be like three or four different options. There were thousands of options. Oh, well, Nigel's is like a beauty store. Yeah, it's for industry hair and makeup people. Um, and I was just like, I don't know how people pick, but I just picked the one that came with the most pairs in case I messed up. And cool. then 
I picked the glue that was on sale. Great, 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 great. Yeah, typically getting the glue that doesn't, using the glue that doesn't come with the makeup, the eyelashes is a little bit better. Um, Kay, which one? So, Sharday uh, looks like she's using the fuller one. I think I picked out some more natural looking ones. You picked a multiple ones. ones. Yeah. Yeah. I got the look so natural. Yeah. Kiss. And I also got... Uh, what's this, this one? Oh, you got you got a whole like a full bouncy one because you know I've I also got a good amount because I was like I'm gonna mess up and yeah I've we've learned on this podcast that I tend to do things the first time not accurately um no so so I, yes I grew up very much a tomboy so the kind of makeup I do takes less than ten minutes it's just like it's foundation it's concealer it's a touch-up blush and it's mascara and a little setting powder and i'm not gonna do it yeah sure i told Kay that one time i had five things on my face like you just listed off and Kay was like what <laughs> yeah i was like that's like five to just your face yeah. um yeah um, so, just so you guys know, I have two. Um, I'm probably going to do these ones because they're a little bit thicker. I personally prefer the lashes that look – the lash line is a little bit thinner, as you'll see, um, because it just bothers my eye. Um, but when I do drag, I'll use these thicker, fuller ones just because it's more dramatic. Okay. Because um, you'll see – and you can reuse them and you can see, like, the old glitter. Um, this lash line is just thicker. There's a thicker piece of plastic and I just – it bothers – it just bothers my eyes. Um, and you would do this last, right? So your your every your face would be done, your eyes would be done, and these would be the last thing you would pop on. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what you want to do before you pop these on is to make sure that the lash fits your eyes. Um, if you – Pull, put them up. So if you use your little hand mirror, the key to sticking eyelashes on is to hold the mirror down, angle it down and have your head, your chin up and look down so you can see where the eyelash goes. If you're going straight on, there's no amount of winking you can do to get it affixed to your eye. So by having your chin down, chin up, looking down, you can, you can, place the eyelash and the way it needs the way it should look is if you're here see how ooh, see how my the end of the eyelash does not go past the outer corner okay right so if it goes past the outer corner see how it creates this like drooping effect you don't want this drooping effect unless that's deliberately a look you're going for so so the way that you line it up is by the end like just to make sure the end yeah lines so up. yeah because you want the inner corner to fit the inside to fit he- at the inner corner and the outer corner to fit where your eye kind like, of ends right here and then Sharday, in terms of holding your eyelash this is how you want to hold your eyelash you want to come in straight 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 yeah. So see how I'm perpendicular to the lash in the middle. And mm-hmm. yes. Okay. You have a question. So did you put glue on it, or you? Just no. We're just looking to measure to make sure it fits our eyes first. So using oh. looking down into your mirror, you'll hold up the eyelash, and mine fits, so I don't need to trim. Okay. Okay. So this is just. Does it fit yours, Kate or Sharday? Yeah, it's actually a little short. Oh, okay. 
Well, your eyelash. I'm so jealous that when you were like, I have long, full eyelashes. I was like, mm, what is that like? <laughs> right in then. It should, you know, my the rest of my eyelashes will. Yeah, it'll only look fuller if you decide to put on eyelashes too. And then, so let's say your eyelashes are a little bit long. You would cut from the full side um, so that, because you don't want to cut from the short side because then you'll have really long eyelashes in the inner corner of your eye and that's not what you want. Okay. How can you yeah. tell the full size sides from the, you said the full side? Yeah, because um, as you can see here, like this end is shorter then oh, it yeah. fans out it's a gradient this is very short and then it gets thicker and this end is still longer than the inner corner so this would actually go on my left eye okay okay because okay. the shorter side goes on the inside yes and also okay if you're looking at it the left one will be the one yeah. that's um on your right side but would be on your left eye. if you were looking at a person that person's left eye would be the left eye the left false eyelash okay okay yeah i think it's supposed to be like this yes yeah, so that's your right eye yes yes yes, yes. okay yeah are you okay you look like you're struggling with something i just had the wrong eye so. oh okay <laughs> yeah, great yeah it's gonna fit okay okay good and then Kay, how does yours look i think it looks like short right um, you might, it might, yours might be actually a little bit long. You can pull it, pull it a little, pull, um, out. Like bend it? So no, it no, no, just, so see how yours is really in? You can just bring out the, the lash can start. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So it looks okay. like yours fit. Oh, okay. Great. So it did, so like I, like I was measuring from the inside, like making sure the most inner part was in. Yes. And then if it's short, though, you can just kind of bring it out. Okay. But so, but if it's short, you measure from the outside. Uh, you just, uh, from your inner corner, you just pull it out until it matches up to the outer part of your eyelash. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it lines up from the outside versus the inside because yeah. it's yeah. shorter than my actual yeah. eye. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Okay. So All the right. next portion is I like to take my eyelash glue and put it on like, you know, a piece of cardboard or the thing it came on. Um, you don't want to apply the eyelash glue directly to the uh, the la the eyelash glue to the false eyelash because you could get a lot of, it could get messy. Okay. So you apply it to a piece of cardboard? Just like, you know, usually like it comes in a box or something. So I'll use that or a paper towel or something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and if yours comes with a wand, you can just use the wand because some eyelash glue oh, comes okay. with the wand. Okay. So then in terms of applying the glue, what you want to do, let me grab my eyelash, is um, I'm going to show you. Okay. I'm so, watching. You're, I, I like to use a Q-tip if mine doesn't come with a wand. Um, okay. Mine has a wand. Um, and what you want to do, this is not going to be as accurate because I'm using a Q-tip, is you're going to apply the glue along the lash line, but you want to have three little bloops at the corner of the lash and in the center. Okay. Oh my goodness, who who made these? <laughs> Probably some man who was like, women need this. It's crazy. So apply it all along the line. The lash line, yes. 
But major bloops at the. Uh, not major, major bloops, but like bloops. Maybe the size of a cute mole on the outer corner, because that's the, the corners, because that's where you want more adhesive, and then the center. Okay. Yeah, it's to show that it's like working. Oh, okay. Oh. And so let's say you were doing um, – I'm only going to do my uh, – okay, and then let's do both actually. So then you'll set that aside carefully and you'll do the other side. The reason oh. for this is so that the 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 wait period allows the glue to get tacky. Okay. Okay. And then get the other side. Getting the other one. Pulling it. Pulling the other one. This feels like we're doing arts and crafts for some reason. A little I don't bit. Know why. A little bit. And I was always, uh, uh, I was not good at the crafts. Oh, I loved arts and crafts. I was, uh, I told you the story, right? When I was uh, in sixth grade, I took this test to like get into this advanced learning program. Mm -hmm. And uh, on every single section I got in like, it was like on a scale of one to 10. And I got in the 90th percentile for every single section, except for creativity. <laughs> Creativity, I got a three. They called you uncreative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they called me uncreative. So you know that that was a, that was gave me a great complex for majority of my life. Still dealing with it. Still dealing with it. <laughs> if they could see you now, on they could see. Stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Creative. Putting putting eyelash glue. <laughs> okay, so then using the technique that I showed you in terms of hold again, you're going to hold it straight on perpendicular right you're gonna hold your mirror down chin up looking down and you're going to place the eyelash straight on on the middle okay on the middle on the middle like like the 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 pressure point will be first in the middle of the lash okay in the, so, of the lash but still yeah. lined up yes how it fit yes so it's were. gonna be i'm looking down chin up so I can see through my eyes press it straight on and once that's on I will press the outer corner and hold and then I will press the inner corner and hold okay and if you need to adjust you can wiggle the lash out or in and so is it is it resting it's pretty much just resting on top of your actual <laughs> Charde. Sorry, Charde, I can't what's, hear. what's going on there, Charde? <laughs> you what? Just like it's funny because my real eyelashes are just as long and they're like in front of the fake eyelashes. Oh, for that too, if your eyelashes are curled, you can use your eyelash curler to curl them down. So, right, sorry, right. Uh, okay, I'm just fussing with it just to fix curl, to curl the alignment. Yeah, because if your eyelashes are poking straight up, you can yeah. curl them down by using your eyelash curler it's happening. <laughs> upside down so that it doesn't curl up, it curls down. Uh, mm, okay. Um, so, and then the eyelash will, the eyelash will stick to your lash line. Is this supposed to go like this or like this? So when you stick, when you, so this is your eye, 
right? The eyelash comes on like this. Okay. Maybe I just put this one back upside down. Yeah, I look <laughs> insane right now because I have no makeup on and these are so dramatic. Okay, I'm going to go in. I'm going in. Okay, and then okay. hold the mirror oh, down. Okay. Hold the mirror down, chin up. Mirror chin down. Up. Chin up. <laughs> mirror down, chin up. Yes. Okay. Down, no? Mirror down, chin up. I don't know. Surely it looks good. Why do you think it looks upside down? It's so long. No, I think that's... You want you can um adhere you can add a little bit gl- more glue to the inner corner of your eyes because it's sticking up. So is this the right way to put this? No, wait. Yes. The the lash line part, the st- clean straight edge part, is what adheres to your eyes. But I'm I, I'm getting confused because I'm like, does it go on like, like? Oh, you want it to go up like this? The oh, lashes, yeah. yeah. That's why. <laughs> Okay. And then you hold it for how long? Three seconds? Uh, just to hold, yeah. Until you feel it adhere to your... Um... You think that the inside needed more glue, but... Oh? Huh? Okay, not bad. Yeah, that looks great. Now, they feel like at any moment they could, they could fly off. Um... Like, it feels... Do you feel like they're not adhered to you? I mean, they're light. They're not supposed to, like, weigh heavy. Let's talk about this glue. Is it safe for the eyes? <laughs> yeah. Are you getting a bunch of glue stuck to your eye? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I think I think it has to be... Sorry, I'm, like, really <laughs> focused on getting this other eyelash. I think it has to be because they're manufacturing it for your eyes. Well, because this box said no formaldehyde, and I was like, was that a question before? Oh, you know what? Is that alcohol? I think in pa- in the past, um, makeup products did have alcohol in them, but I know that companies are trying to move away from that. What so is this? To tear these things off, is it going to hurt? No. I wonder, did I, did I put it too far to the end? Because so much of my my inner eye is not covered. Oh, I can't tell, Kay. No, that looks great. Oh, okay. Because also, wow, these are seriously old drag eyelashes. Because right now I'm having a hard time. <laughs> Those look fun. Yeah, you. they look very full. Very full. Well, because this is like for drag. Look, I feel like mine look very um, spread out. Like, like a little spider. Yeah, a little spidery. Like feathered out. I think it, but to me, it looks more, I mean, you're not wearing a full face of makeup either. Okay. Here, let me put on my, like, the ones I would put on to be more natural. These ones. I feel like the, like the outside, the this side definitely is sticking good. This inside part, well, maybe it's just because it's it's cut off. And it's the end. It just feels like it's... Friday, how are you doing? Did you get both I'm, on? I did. Yours look great. Because you have your makeup on. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a fuller look than mine, definitely. And so would I... Would I what was that? I might like the lashes now, but, I, but it just feels... Because I put mascara on today, so it feels just a little nutty to have like two 
flash. It looks very natural, I would say. It does. It does look. Yeah. So then uh, I have some glue on because I did this quickly. Okay, but this is what my. This is what this eye looks like. See how it's very like feathered. So this is the drag eye. And this is just the like a little oomph. Yeah. I feel like the the inside of this one is like sticking up. Yes, so you would. That's why we concentrate the glues at the end. Glue at the end. So should I take it off and try it again? No. So you you can use a tooth, uh, 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 your wand, to dab a tiny bit of glue to the end. Okay. Okay. Uh, the the part that's sticking out. <laughs> oh, and then uh, Sharde, to talk about your mascara stuff. So what you can do once you're done is then you can um, I um, curl them just to like get them to adhere, or um, and then typically you don't need to add mascara to this because then it'll change the texture of the false eyelash. But if you decide you want to add a little thing, you can just just do it at the root and just use your spoolie. Hi. I look insane. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) With my mismatching eye. Okay, yeah. It's still sticking up a little bit. Yeah. You just pull, uh, gently push that end down and hold it. Mishan, don't do that. And press into the lash line. Press into. It's almost like I stuck it right above, like it's stuck more to my eye than it is the lash line now. Oh, and now it's sticking to my finger. Okay, I love this this pose. Come on. It's, it's not bending for me. It's not... What's the problem here? I got mine on. <laughs> I feel like... I think because... Shiny, it makes your eyes look really flirty. Oh, no, no. I, I look like a, a Barbie doll. Yeah. Um, like bend- hey, I think you got them. I think yeah, I yeah. yeah. I just had to kind of like bend it a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, would you curl? Would we curl this now too? Um, yeah. So once it dries, you can use your eyelash curler to do it to curl them. Um, and you guys can reuse these. This one has been sitting for a while. Should I re? Oh yes, try it? to put that on. You might have to reapply the glue. Okay, let me reapply glue because um, so it's not glue. Real ones. What are they made out of? Some uh, it's like natural hair mink. From okay, me? I think so. I'm assuming. Oh. And so, how long do we keep it? Just sitting? like thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say I went. I, I tend to go over the line sometimes, so I can yeah. figure out where to where to stop. So I yeah. put a lot of glue on this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Be careful of your eyes. <laughs> okay. So we'll see how it goes. Yes. And again, use the technique. I know it feels strange of like having the mirror down, uh, keeping your chin up and looking down because it's the only way you can see uh, and place your eyelash without fighting so hard. Because if you're coming in straight, you're going to be winking and having your eyes closed as you're trying to place it on. Yeah. Sorry, you look like a Barbie doll. No, I'm I'm, um, in a great way, like in a complimentary way a little scared I don't, I don't like it at all it's you don't no, like it anymore no i i liked it and then i was looking at myself and i was like it's just it's a lot of personality 
and I'm worried with my vaccine and then I'll get a bikini wax and then eyelashes that I will just act a fool this summer. So it's dangerous. It's dangerous. I'm telling you. Girl. I mean, look, it's good. It looks great. I mean, I think this summer is the summer to act a fool. I, I feel like whether you want to or not, it's going to happen. <laughs> you have never taught me this, Quincy, because I'm going to be a hot mess. No, I want to be. You better invite me out when you do. I want to be there forever. <laughs> just let me know if you want me to, in, you know, just let me know if you want me to be a good friend or an enabler. Because <laughs> <laughs> if the eyelashes are moving. Don't come enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love them. I think you should incorporate them into your look um, if you just want to zhuzh it up. I mean, your makeup looks so good already. Some women, their eyelashes start to fall. Say that again? What, you know, I've seen women, the eyelashes start to fall. Is that because the glue is just worn out? I think it's just really intensive to, um, I had a friend who knew someone who she wore, her false eyelashes in high school were her thing. And so she'd wear them like every day. And I think it's a lot to like put the glue on. And then when you pull them off, like just also don't like rip them off, like be kind to your eyes it's not gonna hurt but like i think the constant pulling and tugging will pull out your eyelashes so just you know oh and like don't wear them to bed either that's not good for your eyes like you know but if you're going out and it's every once in a while shade i love this look (laughs) i took a picture of it and on my instagram i was like um okay this is a problem (laughs) (laughs) Too hot, too hot, too hot. Not you guys. She's vaccinated. She's about to get waxed. Yeah. And she got eyelashes. Yay. Okay. In that world. Cute. 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 It's definitely stuck on. Yeah. Okay. There. My finger. My finger was sticking to it. More. It's okay. But look at you. Kay's eyes just look like well, bam. Yes, my friend EJ told me, Kay, to use, and it did come in handy, tweezers to, like, just... Yes, uh, you can use tweezers, too. So, that it was easy to put them on with the tweezers. Ooh, Sharday, you look like a snack. Yeah. Your eyes. You have slutty eyes. <laughs> you have... I, that's not... Actually, it's not the first time I've heard that, so... Yeah. No, it's a huge... Uh, any... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool, it changes cool. like your whole face. I, it, I well, still- it opens you up because what happens is it creates a thicker lash line. So if you already have makeup, and then the, with the fullness and the lift, it really emphasizes your eyes. And when when do you ever wear top mascara? Because I'm wearing my top mascara now. Should you do your mascara first and then do your eyelashes? Uh, I would say the whole point of the eyelash, the one you picked out, is for. The- that look so you don't need to add mascara to it um i usually only use mascara when i'm not wearing false eyelashes oh i'm sorry i meant eyeliner like i have eyeliner on like on my top lid oh yeah so when would you apply that um so i feel like i usually double line so i will do eyeliner add the eyelash and then do go over it again i know you're saying that one eye is for drag, but I love it. it. It makes it look like you're wearing mascara and it's just popping. Okay. Yeah. I think this is a successful yes, in-session makeup day. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I feel like this has been – this is the most 
accurate I've been in terms of like at the end, it looks like the thing. Yeah. You know? I will no, say, lipstick, lipstick, you look great. That's true, true, true. Lip true. was great. I was like, oh, to do lipstick. And I can't do <laughs> so good for you. It's the one thing I could never do. Why? Um, my lips are so big. I always felt like I'm literally just like painting, like drawing on my face. And mm. I'm not really versed with lip liner. So it, it always like smushes off. I look like a joker. I'm like, why so serious? So, um, and, and growing up, I was really insecure about having big lips. And I just thought if I put any makeup on my lips, it would just make them more pronounced and people mm. You know what? There's um I found out in my research there's something called um the Korean lip and it might actually be something you might be interested in cuz instead of coloring the whole lip, it's like um they ombre it, but the ombre, I think here in the states the ombre is dark to light in the center, so it really emphasizes the fullness of the lip. But for the Korean lip, it's a reverse. It's actually a lot lighter. And then the the coloring is much um, opaque, opaquer in the center. So that might help. Um, and it's a very actually like natural, like cotton candy. It's very, I don't know, it's kind of sexy. Um, you know, with the mask, I've totally given up on lipsticks and lip glosses anyway. Because I'm like, I'm just going to be wearing a mask. And- yeah. Mm-hmm. True, true. <laughs> well... I think we've done it. I feel like we've we've eyelashed. We've talked about Ultron. We stretched and shared. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode. So um, thank you for listening and are watching. Uh, if you oh uh, oh, I'm sure. Where can people find you? Oh yes, um, I'm on Twitter at I am Charday Sellers, and I am on Instagram at Charday Sellers, spelled S A D E. That's how I spell my first name. Um, and, um, I don't answer DMs, so I won't do it, but, um, I'm, you know, if you comment on something, I, I might like it. I'm just not good at social media. It's not me being a, a biatch. I just don't like, it makes me nervous. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. As it does. Understandable. Um, and if you'd like to reach out to us or find out more about Marvel Makeup, you can follow us on all social media at Marvel Makeup. Or you can email us at marvelmakeup at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe on wherever you find your podcasts. Please give us five stars so that our Asian moms stop signing us up for advanced learning programs. (laughs) (laughs) They always are like, learn more. You can always learn more. Mm -hmm. Um, So thanks. We'll see you next time on Marvel and Makeup. Marvel Makeup is hosted and produced by Quincy Cho and Kay Kanapu. Quincy is an actor-writer based in Los Angeles, California. Kay is a writer-performer for Filipino AF and an alum of the CBS Diversity Sketch Showcase. You can follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Quincy Dinosaur and at Kay Kanapu. The music for Marvel Makeup was composed by Clarence Yap and our artwork was designed by Patty Lynn. You can find them on Instagram at Clarence underscore Yap and at PattyLynn.jpg. See our show notes for even more info. Here, I'm going to yep. peel these off if you guys want to watch. Oh, that. Hold on, because this is going to be an adventure. So slowly? Yeah, just slowly I'm pull nervous. them off. I'm not going to lie. I'm really nervous about this. I'm watching both of you. I'm really nervous. Hold on. I'm so scared. Ta-da! All right. Okay. So Did you do yours, Kay? No, not yet. I'm waiting for you to watch. I'm watching. 
Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm really scared. I'm a, I'm, wait. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm such a sissy. Oh, oh, not so bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not so bad.